0: Welcome Sacred Disruptor to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio. And in today's episode, I have Amber Romaniuk here, and this is the types of conversations I am going to be continuing to be sharing here. (laughs) I'm 32 now, y'all. You heard last week's episode was on my 32nd birthday. And what I love about Amber, well, she also has a podcast called the No Sugar Coating Podcast, and we ain't sugarcoating here, you know, and it's the truth. I'm don't have space for wishy-washy people. I'm here to help lead sacred disruptors, here to help support sovereign CEOs. And while a lot of my business is shifting to help more with social media and marketing strategy to help these incredible beings unleash their medicine, it all comes down to self-awareness, self-love, and how you honor you. And as someone who grew up with a lot of struggle around my body, my how I viewed my body, how I respected my body, the way I talked about my body, the way I treated my body, I'm in a new year, babe. And this is going to skyrocket, especially as I'm continuing to calibrate into the higher version of me who believes in herself, who loves herself, who, who honors herself, and is completely devoted to dismantling the conditioning and the matrix that has told me otherwise. And this is why I'm bringing this conversation here is because through the embodiment of Amber, through the embodiment of my truth, we are here to shake shit up and to help inspire you, activate you, motivate you, and move you to creating life on your terms and to really transcend the conditioning around body image. This is something that we, again, were are conditioned at a very, very young age and it's really affected us. And by reclaiming our sovereignty back about our relationship with our bodies, we are able to step into our power and really revolutionize the world with our medicine. And so if you've never heard of Amber, she's an emotional eating and digestive and hormone expert who really helps professional women achieve optimal health through mindful eating and self-care and really overcoming self-sabotage with food. And her journey, which she's going to share here, it brought me to tears multiple times because I can relate to it so much. And what's really amazing is she's overcame her own emotional eating after gaining and losing more than a thousand pounds and spending over $50,000 on binge foods and spending five years balancing her hormones and digestion. And when I was going through my period of You know, losing my memory and figuring out what's going on. She even asked me, like, hey, have you checked on maybe it's your digestive system? And, you know, how are you treating your body in that sense? And that's something I've been really working on since she asked me when she signed up to speak on this podcast. And so, again, this is one of the things I'm really devoted to this year. And I'm just wanting you my mission here is for you to feel so empowered and embodied in your truth that you have the confidence to create the life and the business that you want. And Amber's on mission to do that here as well. So if you haven't, make sure you like and subscribe and leave a rating and review here and make sure you follow Amber and I. Um, all of the links are in the show notes. You can find me at Sabrina Riccio and Sovereign Society podcast. Um, you can also find Amber um, on Amber Romanek on Instagram. But I'm also building up my YouTube channel, y'all. And this is going to be next level. I'm going to be sharing with you a lot more about social media branding and market strategy tools. And this is something that I was avoiding for a long time. This is something I was doubting for a long time with Heavy, heavy insecurity of like, well, no one cares. No one wants to listen to what I have to say. And it went back to my body and how I treated my body and the way I viewed my body. So, like I said, this conversation was really, really special to me. And I know it's going to be special for a lot of you as well. So, if you Again, have it. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a rating and review and take a screenshot and make sure you tag us so we know who's tuning in. We always love to hear who's listening and so that we can really build this community together. But like I said, this conversation is the real deal. We're going to be talking a lot about what it means, again, to transcend the conditioning of the body image and what it means to really be liberated and experience true freedom in our bodies. We also talked about the corruption of the food industry and the mega companies and how they're all in cahoots together, which I think is something people are afraid to talk about. But you know me, I like to go there. I love being controversial. (laughs) We also talked a lot about overcoming emotional eating And especially on a generational level, like how are you choosing to break the cycle and body freedom and really the journey of sovereign embodiment is a huge piece that Amber's passionate about. So we we went in deeper about that. And the biggest thing I want you to remember, too, is as we continue to accelerate navigating through these massive spikes of the Schumann resonance where people are waking up, the frequency and the vibration of the planet is rising Remember, 5D is not a destination and it's a journey to get to your highest expression. And so we are clearing out, transmuting and alchemizing everything and everything that has held us back. And so we're talking about that as well as the importance of calibration in your community through trust. And so I know you're going to love this one. This is a very, very real conversation. And in the show notes... You'll also find me talking on Amber's podcast on the No Sugar Coating Podcast, but I encourage you all to really take note and to really listen to what we're sharing here because we're coming with so much love because we love you. We want to see you accelerate. We want to see you thrive. We want to see you make the most of this life because you are here to shake shit up, Sacred Disruptor. You are here to revolutionize the world with your medicine. So let's dive into this conversation. Welcome back everyone. I'm so excited to have Amber here because I've already had the pleasure of speaking with this powerhouse, but in the past she had me on her podcast and I know the conversation is only continuing. So if you haven't, make sure you go check out our, our episode there because these are the conversations that I've been praying for that continue to grow and evolve and to really be shared because this is how we implement change is by having the courage to speak up on the spaces that are in places of the way that humanity has been running and moving and flowing. And we came here to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we have the courage to speak up, when we have the courage to really lead with integrity, to lead with sovereignty, this is how we have the ability to make waves, to set precedent, and to really pave the new path that is going to be supportive for all, really supportive for the evolution of humanity. And so I'm really excited you're here, Amber. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Serena. I honestly feel like we're soul sisters, like from our conversations. I'm just like, yes, I want to just talk to you for hours because you know how I feel. (laughs) We're not alone. Yes. It's so exciting. So thank you for having me.
0: And I think that's important to remember, too, is that we're not alone. You know, gosh, no. And so when we have the courage to speak up and to share our stories and to share what's got us here That's how we infuse more connection. I know we're craving more connection than ever. Mm. So I would love for you to share your connection with all of us. Mm -hmm. Share with us your journey and your story and what's led you to really show up and be a sovereign leader today.
1: Yeah. And whoever thought my higher self and my soul would sign me up for all these things and to volunteer to come to earth and be here during the great awakening and the, you know, shift into the golden age, but here we are, right. Having this conversation. And so for me, from a very young age, I felt very insecure in my body. I always felt really different, but I felt like really sensitive to energy and emotions. I just didn't know it at the time. Um, for me, I really, Uh, I guess pivotal moment was I was five and it was my first day on the bus. And I got on the bus and the older boys right away started making fun of me and and calling me fat and ugly. And it had a sign, I let it have a significant impact on me because I didn't know how to brush off a comment. It was embarrassing. And when you have these complete strangers telling you these things, just like, well, it must be true. And I was very insecure and very shy. I didn't trust, you know, boys or men growing up other than my dad. And I really, um, created a very like connected relationship with food because it was like food always makes me happy. It tastes good. It makes me feel good. And my mom to this day still has a food addiction. And I think she will for the rest of her life. But inherently I took a lot on a lot of those behaviors and just like, didn't know that, you know, you should be mindful with food or what mindful eating was or what self-love was. I I was critical of my body all growing up, started dieting by 10, 11, reading, you know, the teen magazines and watching the music videos and the movies and idolizing celebrities, like thinking that that's, you could only be lucky if you ended up like one of them one day, not understanding like all of the things that I've learned about all of that in the last couple of years. But it really all that conditioning just made me so critical of my body. And it's just like, I need a flat stomach. If I can have and have the flat stomach and have the perfect body, I will finally be happy. I'll have love. I'll get like my perfect boyfriend and like have all the money and the fame. And like, you know, everyone will praise me. And that's really the conditioning that I took on. And that unless I look that way, I was critical of my body. I didn't like my stomach. I didn't like my muscular legs. And like, I just constantly picking myself apart. Um, And so the food addiction really hit hard in my early twenties. And it was after a, a breakup and I partially just like, couldn't eat because I was so emotional. And then I was like, I want to finally like get this perfect body that I had been, you know, envisioning having for my whole life. And I started losing weight really fast because I wasn't hungry and I was over-exercising, got that quote-unquote body that I wanted, wasn't happy, was more critical, felt very arrogant and ego-based, and my cycle disappeared and it was starting to get harder to attain. And so it's like one day a switch just flipped. I went to a barbecue, I had a piece of ice cream cake and a cake, and it was just like this full blown binge for the first time happened where I like took half the chocolate and items on the counter, went in the bathroom and just like ate it all and was so full. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Now I need to go to the gym tomorrow and like work out even harder. And that's what started a very vicious cycle of binge eating, dieting and restriction. And actually a period of about six months where I was binging and purging, but luckily was able to stop and understand the lack of responsibility that I wasn't willing to take at the time. Um, And so I gained about 60, 70 pounds in four months. And that was the heaviest I'd ever been and was just absolutely embarrassed and mortified. And the binge eating like that went on for about a year. And for me, my low point was really, a night where I had just finished a binge and I was just like laying on the couch, so upset, really concerned, thinking if I keep doing this, I don't know if I'll hit 30, I don't know, because I'm being so destructive to my body, the binging and the restriction and the over-exercise and the negative self-talk and all the processed food is just, I'm so bloated, I'm in so much pain, I'm you know, carrying all this extra weight, I don't feel well, I'm isolating at home, I don't wanna see anyone, I don't want anyone to judge me. And it really was just like a painful moment on all levels. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try and figure this out. So I might as well have one last, you know, cookie. So I always threw the food in the garbage after a binge and went into the kitchen, went into my little blue garbage can in my apartment and I grabbed out those cookies and I ate them. And it just, Oh, it was such a crushing moment because I just thought I just ate out of a garbage can. Who am I? Why the heck is this happening? Like, I, I didn't think my life was going to end up at this point. But why that was so pivotal was because the fear of the unknown of who would I be if I healed and changed all this was blocking me from wanting to do anything about it. So I was allowing for the suffering to keep accumulating. But in that moment, the suffering got bigger than the fear of the unknown. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do or how this is going to look. I just know I can't keep doing this. And it was like the visual I always share with people is I felt like I was standing on the edge of the Amazon forest with like a little knife, getting ready to like make my own trail through the jungle and having no map and no idea. Um, but that was what I needed to happen to really like wake me up to this, you know, I'm binge eating. I have a food addiction and to start taking ownership and responsibility that it's not other people's fault that I'm binge eating. It's, it's me and not knowing how to cope with my emotions and feel my feelings and have healthy ways to cope with stress. So that really woke me up to. Food and the way food was designed to be addictive, and that sugar is ten times more addictive than cocaine, and that it excites the same part of the the brain as a hard drug, and that it um, makes us crave more, and it, you know, gives us this pleasure response. And as I started to learn about food, I thought, why would they possibly put these ingredients in food items and sell them to the public, knowing? this. And that really woke me up to the corruption of the food industry. And it honestly made me angry and like frustrated and blew my mind all at the same time, because I thought, how could another human Knowingly do this to another human and just like capitalize off of it and be one of the reasons why there's so much issue with cravings and food addiction and, you know, health issues and digestive and all this stuff stemming from what we eat. I just could not for the life of me figure that out, but here we are. And then that's what's been happening. And it felt so liberating though to understand the food was designed a certain way to make people behave this way. And that's one of the reasons why I couldn't gain any kind of traction with like mindfulness and only having a small amount. So once I understood the refined sugar and that the casein in the dairy excites the same part of the brain as heroin does, and, that, and that's a protein that they put in the dairy, especially in cheese, because I would start eating cheese and I'm like, how come I can't stop eating cheese? Well, it's the casein that gives the, the morphine, the heroin high. And same with the gluten, which is the protein they put in wheat, and that it does the same thing. And as I started to learn about the brain chemistry piece and then how it was causing the bloating, the inflammation, I was really inspired to change the way that I cooked and prepared food. And I really immersed myself into finding dairy-free alternatives, gluten-free alternatives. Um, That's something that I needed to do to help me overcome the addiction. And same with um, cutting out refined sugar. I don't make my clients do that unless they feel like it's just they can't stop and they can't, you know, gain control. However, for me, my addiction was just so intensive that I had to, because I would try to have a little bit and then just like completely fall off again. Um, and so it was really, that part was a huge breakthrough, but then I still wanted to binge. And so now I'm binging on like bananas and a jar of nut, nut butter and like eating a whole bag of cashews. And that's when it really hit me that, okay, part of this is the way the food is designed, but I don't, know how to take care of myself. I don't know how to cope with stress. I don't really understand what's triggering me. And I don't love myself. I still want to like, look that certain way. And that's what started the emotional mental part of the journey, um, where I started to identify my triggers. I started to take time to do self care. I discovered meditation and yoga and journaling and breathing and reading different books that were just like lighting me up. I started to recognize that I was a people pleaser and a perfectionist and that I had this void that I was trying to fill with food. Um, and that's when I really, really, really wanted to dedicate my time to fill this void and identify my triggers and break the habit of going to food and really love my body. And as that all started to happen, my intuition reignited and my soul connection reignited. And that was scary because I started to feel and my empath gifts came up and like having visions and just different things. And so there was
0: this part of me that wanted to suppress because I'm like, how do I even handle all of this? The overwhelm can come through. It's like, and then the self-doubt can creep in, especially if you've had that conditioning of self-doubt from a young age. Yeah. Yeah it was
1: big. And so I had to work through that and learn how to like manage being an empath and manage my energy. And like, it's safe to connect with my intuition. It's safe to feel these things. Um, And I also can set boundaries with like taking stuff on from other people in the collective. Um, And so as all of that happened, I really filled the void and I really learned how to love and accept myself and my body and like nurture myself. And it was the most incredible experience because Lo and behold, of course, then I got really inspired to go, if I struggled, how many other people, especially women are struggling and it's 90% of the population and no surprise because they've wanted to target the divine feminine and the female, because if you're out of your power and your intuition is suppressed, guess what? You can't, you know, help assist the world. Um, So no wonder they've targeted us with everything that they have, but I needed to go through that to wake up to the first levels of the manipulation and the conditioning and to also really connect with myself. And then from there started my business and have had it for eight years now. And have you know, been supporting women all over the world to overcome their self-sabotage with food, um, you know, break the diet addictions, the exercise addiction, learn how to love themselves, and then also address the hormone and gut issues and the cravings and the blood sugar and the symptoms that come along with the self-sabotage. And it's been so fulfilling and I have to share with you, the one thing that I still didn't really get until last year was like, but why is the 90% of the female population? Like, I don't understand why they would target it. And then I woke up to like the mockingbird and like all of the, you know, manipulation and the brainwashing and how it was specifically designed, you know to come into our subconscious at such a young age um and that it's in our faces everywhere and that it was all done on purpose and so that really helped me like get that last piece of the puzzle with the conditioning and like hollywood and celebrities and like all of the corruption and stuff and it's just been so great to put it all together and then to like teach and help my clients understand because then they go oh my gosh like it's not me it wasn't my fault like i literally have been targeted since i was brought into this world
0: your whole time you've been talking, I've just been holding back tears um, because you're not alone. I've had the, the same journey in a way, and it's been um, like crying right now. It's been really wild to see what's going on. And the first thing that really came to mind when you were talking about, because even when I was on your podcast, I was talking about, looking at like you know all the teen magazines and and mm-hmm. all of that we were conditioned at a young age through music through music videos and watching like them over sexualized girls like mm-hmm. Britney Spears like mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera like mm-hmm. whatever the the list of female young singers that were just coming out in the late 90s, early 2000s and over sexualizing the 16 year old girls mm-hmm. that we were like very similar in age to those girls. And then that's where a lot of major body shaming really came through. Mm-hmm. And so to me, what I was hearing <laughs> when you were sharing that is that they were targeting young girls at that age of our generation of millennials, because they knew that our generation was going to be here to be the ones to shake shit up. Mm. So if they could have started the conditioning at an early age of the manipulation of the um, grooming in a way Mm -hmm. to hate themselves, to shame themselves, to belittle themselves then they wouldn't be, it'd be harder for them to find themselves in their own power. Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: And that was a huge piece of my struggle already navigating through depression, navigating through lots of death, and then shaming myself for my body, being the thick girl and uh, eating. And my family, I come from two generations of restaurateurs. My family owned a restaurant My dad has a, like, he's a chef, but I can see how he eats Mm -hmm. and because he grew up poor. So, you know, there's a lot of the scarcity in that sense as well Mm -hmm. that can go through the scarcity of like, believing an opportunity is going to be presented to you. So I'm just going to hide here and shut that down or um, the scarcity of believing like, you're not going to find the right jobs or the, or the right friends or the opportunities because of the way you look. And if I'm already looking like this, like what's going to allow me to really get to that place? Like there's no hope in that sense. I know that was a lot of my journey and a lot Mm -hmm. of my challenges. And like we were talking about before, because we're all being asked to step up and lead all of these insecurities and doubts are, are creeping up so that we can alchemize. Yeah. And when I had my recent memory loss, I remember you sent me a message, like, how is it with your gut? And I've had gut health issues my whole life with candida and I've had parasite issues and things like that. And it has been in a lot of our food, you know, now today, like I only buy produce or cheese from the farmer's market. Like I'm only being, I'm being discerning on what I'm consuming. Yeah. But we grew up around like fast food and they've groomed these children at a young age. Like I remember, you know, when Beanie Babies were a big thing and McDonald's, they had all the Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Um, When there was like 101 Dalmatians movie came out. Can you try to collect all 101 Dalmatians? Yeah. Like that, there were like ornaments. The way that. We were groomed at a young age around food, around processed food because of the reward that you would get for eating this processed food Yeah. in a way. And then it's fucked up with so many of our bodies. But luckily now we've learned to detox. We've learned to clear up and not everyone has that privilege and they're targeting more of these lower income people, people of color Mm -hmm. who don't have the privilege or the financial ability to invest in organic food. And that's what I was thinking about yesterday. I was like, isn't it sad that like we have to label our food organic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that to me is just so painful. And I'm grateful that more farmer markets and places and people are starting to grow their own food again. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. This is how we, we we reclaim our power back from these mega companies that really don't have our best interest. They all work together. And that's been the really challenging thing about what's been going on in the past year. Like mm-hmm. the whole world's been shut down. <laughs> We're slowly coming back, but there's still fragments. How much of that money that they've put into getting jabbed, have they actually put into talking about healthy eating? They won't because they're all in cahoots together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One yeah. benefits from this company, they but it's like it's a dark web of corporation greed and they really don't care about your health because if you're healthy, they don't make money off of you. Yeah. Plain and yeah. simple. I recently got my um Brain scans, and they wanted to inject into me this heavy metal so that they could highlight my brain. Mm-hmm. And I saw the company that made this heavy metal who is also Bayer, a pharmaceutical Mm. company that is also working with Monsanto. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, do you really think they care about my health? And I declined it. And at that point it was the definition of sovereignty for me at that point, Mm -hmm. medical sovereignty that I got to honor my body, my choice. Yeah, And that's how I've been learning to love my body lately with what's going on in the world. My body, my choice. Mm-hmm. Do not shame me into injecting something into me that yeah. I don't know what the hell it is. My body, my choice. Why is that expression okay for abortions, but it isn't okay for other medical mm-hmm. medical choices? Yeah. And so when I went to my neurologist and I saw my brain scan, which is healthy, I asked him, I said they wanted to inject me with... Um, you know, something to see, more so my brain. And he said, you don't need it. They make $600 every time they inject it into a person. Yeah. So if we can continue to start having more of these conversations around food, around medicine, um, around overall health and well-being, the things that we need to live. This is how I'm like purging as I say this. This is how we revolutionize the world. Mm-hmm. It's by sharing stories of people who have the courage to shake shit up and be that sacred disruptor and say it ends with me, mm-hmm. who allow their life's mission to be centered around their experience where like you, like me, we put the pieces together yeah, and see what's going on and we choose to be the solution
1: yeah exactly and it's you have to process it when you're going through it because there's so many emotions around like knowing these companies have been purposefully doing this for years and that this was the plan all along and as we know the light has won and the light is winning it's it's just like when you're waking up to all these things and going like, wow, there's suppressed cures, there's technology we don't have access to, cancer doesn't need to exist, illness doesn't need to exist, they're purposefully injecting these metals into people, telling them you need this to see you know, your brain properly. Yeah, go eat like this fast food, go eat these completely processed foods that are calcifying your pineal glands so that your third eye, you don't have access to it, which of course is what they've wanted but there's a period of like anger that you have to go through because it is absolutely infuriating to have not given your consent and have you know gone through different things where your body's been through different experiences you've eaten certain foods there's certain toxins in the air that are purposely you know being put there and it's you know, once you get through the anger and and you, you take a step back and you understand that, like wow, my higher self and my soul literally like volunteered for me to be here. I was picked amongst like trillions of souls to be on earth to help with this ascension and this, you know, learn to love myself. That's one of the main reasons we come to earth is to learn how to love ourselves. And so that coming more into that spiritual energetic aspect really helped me to make more peace with like the third dimensional, like, stuff and the companies and the people who are not you know good people who have been involved in all of this for a very long time the bloodlines for 26 years who have been you know leading all of this and and when you step more into the spiritual which you have to go through the physical emotional mental to get there it's so freeing because Now I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. We're totally here to shake shit up. We're totally here to set the standard, to assist, to lead, to wake people up, to support people to this connection and understanding. And what's so interesting is I will share certain things with people and then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't believe this at all. Like, that's ridiculous. Like Starbucks isn't trying to poison me on purpose and like make me infertile, right? And I'm like, fair enough. Like every time you drink their coffee, you get brain fog, you... Don't feel well. Um, And the same person that uh, runs, that created Starbucks also has massive shares in Monsanto, but like whatever, love and light to you. But it's just so interesting how people really don't believe that anyone would never not have their greatest good in mind. There's too much trust, external trust, and not enough internal trust.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. And it's, it's interesting because... That's part of the deep, like the deprogramming and the learning. And I think a lot of people have a hard time deprogramming themselves because they still would carry shame. Like, how did I allow myself to believe that was true? Mm -hmm. And so they just don't even look at it because they just buy, they'd they'd rather bypass it than admit accordingly and reclaim their power in those areas.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people are afraid to look because they know if they do, it's gonna completely up-level their lives and a lot of the the things maybe that they've left in the closet, right? And they're gonna have
0: to face those things. I mean, I hear you, it's it's a thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and everyone's where they need to be, right? It's not like I'm here and like you need to get here. It's loving people where they're at. However, you know, if we really wanna gain freedom and find more peace within right now, while the external world like breaks everything from its foundation, we do have to be willing to go inside and do our deeper work. And it's it has its ups and downs. It's not just a straight walk to the top. Like I failed dozens of times trying to overcome emotional eating and, and being triggered again and like the negative self-talk. And like, it's it, you don't just, oh, I want to overcome emotional eating. So today I'm going to like be aware of every trigger I have and just stop doing it. It doesn't work like that. And you deny yourself of a learning,
0: if you think you're just going to get there really fast. It's a journey and it didn't happen overnight. So it's not going to change overnight. Yeah, exactly. Which is a good thing. And it caught a lot of that can also be passed
1: down generationally. Oh, big time. Like I come from five generations of lack hoarder mentality, food addicts, right? Because when my great, great great grandparents came here from Europe, they had nothing. And then they started to build up things and then famine came or whatever came and like they, they kept losing everything over and over again. So it's so interesting to see, yeah, the generational, the lineage and how that comes in. and then the, not only that, but then you discover past life stuff. And most of my past lives on this earth, I've either been starving, I've been a faster, I struggled with body image. I had to wear like the, you know, those corset things, right? Like, and I couldn't marry the person I wanted to marry. Like everything was so forced and controlled. And it's like no wonder I came back this time to like really, really, really step into my power. So yeah, that plays
0: a role too. Yeah. And I think that's why those of us that have, I don't know, I've been studying like indigo children since I was like 16. I was always aware of it. I was always fascinated by it. And that's when I started getting the breadcrumbs as to my work here, recognizing (laughs) the sensitivity, but like really stepping into it. When I started recognizing and seeing what was going on. And at the beginning, it was very overwhelming. It was Mm -hmm. very difficult, especially because I was under psychedelic state of mind and I wasn't ready for it, but maybe I was. And then Mm -hmm. having my nervous system shocked after I was struck by lightning and finding and strengthening that by doing that deeper work and transmuting a lot of the fight or flight freeze because we can flee away from the things that we are faced by. Mm-hmm. But until we look at that, transmute it and alchemize it, we're not going to be able to have the space to up a level to the next version of ourselves and to embark on the next steps of our journey. Yeah. And so that's why we need to make sure that we're doing these this deeper work. That's why we need to make sure that We have the support system around us because we're going into the depth of our soul, but we're carving out in in our souls. We're carving out that space for so much more beauty to come in. Mm -hmm. And that's something to remember. That's something to celebrate. That's something to look forward to because it doesn't all have to be gloom and doom and weary. Of course, there's going to be a massive purge there will be uh, the ascension path. If you're choosing to be on the ascension path, it's not love and light. They're a crock of shit. If they're telling you it's all love and light and good vibes only. Yeah. It's about facing the conditioning, the manipulation, the mind control, the generational trauma, karma, um, facing it, purging it out, Assimilating to the next version of you through the integration. Mm -hmm. It's all about stepping into this new identity. It's all about embodying these new habits, these new ways of being. And again, this shit doesn't happen overnight. If you are choosing to be on the ascension path, of course, it's going to be an accelerated journey. And so, because you're choosing to be on this accelerated timeline, on this accelerated journey, It's going to hit you. It's going to bitch slap you time and time again. (laughs) But when you get to the other side, it's worth it because it's you activating a legacy that is worthwhile, that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. And when you can start to put the pieces together of your journey, what you've been able to overcome, what you've been able to alchemize, this is how you activate your legacy because you having the courage to speak up, to share with confidence, with conviction, knowing you are safe to express who you are. Mm -hmm. This is how you move the masses with your medicine. Yeah. And so I want to hear more about what you're doing through body freedom and a lot of the work that's really moving you and fueling you and your bigger sacred why right now. Mm, Yeah, so... For me it's really really I'm finding
1: I'm attracting women who are just like craving deeper connection with their intuition with their soul like yes they want to regulate their hormones and gut health and overcome you know the the food addiction and the emotional eating but they're just like I feel so sensitive I feel like I'm on my own I feel like there's so much going on and I don't know how to navigate it I feel like I'm feeling everything. How do I manage this? And that's fueling me emotionally eating because then they're just shoving it down, right? And and they're realizing that I want to learn how to cope with this, so that when if the external world goes into chaos or upheaval, I can still stand strong in my power and have peace. And so for me, it's really about first, you know, helping them understand why they're triggered. And then it's really about helping them, you know, learn how to have a mindful relationship with food of balance, which means I'm nourishing my body with really beautiful foods. And of course, I'm going to give myself permission to have, you know, mindful indulgence, but it takes time to build that and then as they do that and they re, start to reconnect with themselves, they want to spend time taking care of their minds and their bodies and their souls. They discover that intuition and the empath gifts that are actually, you know, very powerful once we learn how to navigate them, you know, teaching them how to manage energy and clear energy and have a beautiful energy hygiene routine. Like I clear energy every day. It's so important for me. There's all kinds of non-benelevant things floating around that can stick into our fields, Um, and so learning how to navigate that is so important. And so teaching these tools and supporting these women who have just, their ego has been so in control for so long, their whole lives, right. Helping them learn how to take their power back from it is everything. Because once you learn that you have an ego and it's not the true you and, and that you can step into your power, life completely changes and so you can thrive right now amongst, you know, the up level and the great awakening. You can manifest what you want. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Like I'm I constantly am just hearing people say like, oh, there's just so much going on and it's such a struggle and it's so hard. And like, I have compassion for the people who are going through that. However, I'm also seeing, witnessing and personally experiencing a thriving, a growth, expansion, joy, bliss, like things I have never experienced at this level before, because of the connection and the work and the choosing to go, no, I'm not giving my power away to that. I'm keeping my power and I'm gonna keep leveling up and going to the next frequency and the next, you know, vibe and it feels so good to be there. And so I wanna bring as many women along with me that I can who want that as well. And so as I help them, their pineal decalcifies, they start waking up and it's just absolutely incredible to witness people going, oh my God, what the hell has been going on in the world for the last X years? I can't believe it. However, I really see it now. And when people do that and take their power back, they vote with their dollars. They stand in their sovereignty. They say, I do not consent, right? My body, my choice, all of this shifts. And then it's great because you start to see all these big companies either having to change their ways or hopefully just go out of business and all these, you know, farm to table, people growing their own food, gardens, farmers markets, all the stuff you're talking about. Like I really foresee part of this fifth dimension that we're going to is that everyone has a garden in their backyard. Everyone knows how to grow their own food. Everyone knows the name of every fruit and vegetable, right. And, and having that power and not relying on all these external sources all the time to get everything we need. Um, so I see you know, shifts like that happening. And I think it's so important for us to come back to ourselves and come back to nature and really understand like that the earth guy created everything here that we would need, right? Everything that we would need. And so when we claim our power, we really can use it in every area of our life, right? And so that's really where I'm at right now and where I'm going. And I, like I said, I want to, help bring as many women along as I can, because it's just empowering to be here. And we all are worthy to have it. We all deserve to create it. Um, and we have to be willing to do the deeper work and walk through the the mud and the junk to get there. But it's, it's the most fulfilling thing you'll ever
0: do. Ain't that the truth? And I just want to make a correction with that, because... If we have just 5D isn't a destination, okay, and that's the other thing that we need to remember, too, that will become our new baseline. Mm-hmm. And from that space, we can continue to accelerate higher. Yeah. And I think that's part of a conversation that's been going around that isn't said enough is because people think, like, oh, once I'll get to 5D, then I'll be... Free. Wasn't it a choice? Cause I kind of feel like I'm there already because yeah, well, I'm choosing it. Yeah. And so I just like, we are living in a multidimensional universe yeah. and for us to be in our full sovereign embodiment, it's not just embodying 5D you because then you're actually trapping yourself on what else can be experienced. Mm-hmm. So that's been part of the conditioning. That's also been going around in the spiritual community of like, right. Oh, once I get to 5D, then I'll be free. No. <sighs> You won't because there's a lot of pieces of the the fifth dimension that are actually fallen as well Mm -hmm. because that's where we were going. But then because more people are doing the work, we're becoming even able to tap into higher dimensions of who we are. Yeah. So I always say like 5D is the new baseline and it's not a destination. It's part of the journey. It's like a checkpoint is the way that Mm -hmm. I think of it. But if you're just allowing yourself to limit yourself in that space as well, then you're limiting your full sovereign potential Mm -hmm. in a way as well, because, you know, there are 12 plus dimensions too. And so that's something that I like to remind people as well is like, why would you just stop at 5D? Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we're getting a lot of assistance from beings in the, the 12th, 17th, 20th plus dimension right I think it's you're right it's definitely something that the spiritual community some of them are constantly talking about and and it does it does put you in a box again um I think that it's really important to more so look at like the aspects of like the joy the peace the love the unity the awareness the connection um and perhaps focus on creating more of that Um, because it's incredible to create those feelings inside of yourself and, and know that you can actually sit in that a lot that yes, you're going to have your times where you have different emotions come up, but I've never felt so much able to create those feelings on my own.
0: Yeah. And this is the thing we will experience unity in our world when we give ourselves to permission, permission to unify within ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all about us doing our work And so you need to unify with that like little boy, little girl within you that was shamed or bullied. You need to unify with that voice and that is telling you to believe in yourself. You need to unify Mm -hmm. with your inner knowing, your innate wisdom, your truth. And when the sooner you give yourself permission to embody that, to be in that, you'll start recognizing that in the world. And... Once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. <laughs> so with that, you'll be tested because mm-hmm. these darker forces will throw at you in the world of like pain and trauma and situations and stories and entertainment that will be like your invitation to be like, is this actually true? Mm hmm. Or is this part of like a Hollywood skit, you know, in a way? Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, it's important to be discerning on the news on how much I read, what I read about, and how I react Mm -hmm. to what's going on. And I think that's the bigger piece right now as well. How are you going to react Mm -hmm. to what's happening? Yeah, 100%. And so if you can see what's happening, go into that hawk perspective and not be like dragged with it. And from this place, look down, look over it and be like, okay, how am I going to swoop in and bring the solution Mm -hmm. or be up here and invite everyone else to meet me up here? Yeah. And I think that's the important piece of it is because you if you are here to be a, a, in leadership as well and in mentorship, you're not going down to meet them where they are. You can be honest and aware of where they are. I see mm-hmm. you. I've been there, but I want you to meet me up here. Yeah. And that's true. Leadership can come when you give that person that you are leading or who you're guiding the opportunity to be self-realized and in their power. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of the complex that we're also healing is the rescuer. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of us are looking outside of us because we still don't have that relationship within Mm -hmm. ourselves or those doubts and those insecurities. And that can be coming to me when I hear the doubts and the insecurities, I'm finding that between like the ages of like 16 and 22, it's so much of, what the old chakra system of like the solar plexus was it was Mm -hmm. because we're all that shifting as well as we're continuing to accelerate our energy is shifting we're tapping into higher and uh alchemizing these outdated energy portals within us yeah Um, they're evolving because once you've cleared it out it's whole (laughs) um but if you can find where those places are where your power is And go back and start to rewrite those stories, those limiting beliefs, those doubts and those insecurities, and recognize that you had to go through that, not only to step into your power and to have a deeper sense of wisdom, but to also with that wisdom, how are you going to help guide the collective of someone who may be where you once were, maybe Mm are just like a step behind you?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's really, it's about sharing and helping them build awareness. And at the end of the day, it's up to them what they decide to do with it. Right. And I think it is, it's so important to be in that state of like, I'm here to share and I'm not here to like rescue. And I'm not here to try and control the way your journey unfolds. And like being in that space of inviting people and like letting the rest be and going, Hey, if you want to come calibrate to this, this space that I'm in, I would love to, but to not be like, Oh my God, like, I need to save all these people. Cause if I don't save these people, well then like not what's gonna change on the earth or whatever. Like it's, it's really just settling into that trust. And this year has really taught me how to really deeply like surrender into such trust. And it's so powerful when you do that. Bit of blind faith too, but the trust is just one of the most freeing things you can feel.
0: Yeah. And it's, I remember I was asked and I was at my rock bottom, where is your faith? Mm-hmm. It brings me tears to my eyes. I, I'm definitely mm-hmm. like starting my cycle soon. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's also
1: been, it's, the Schumann resonance has been yeah. super.
0: <laughs> it's been so, I've been so emotional. Mm-hmm. And that's the question is where in your, where's your faith? And you have to have trust in yourself. And a lot of the times the binge eating is because you don't trust that you're capable of where you're going. So you stuff yourself with shit that will lower your energy. Yep.
1: Yeah. Because when we're doing it, like who wants to eat broccoli? Like it's always some kind, usually some kind of more processed food, um, and then our vibration drops, and then it lowers our energy, like you said, and then we have all these cravings that, you know, fuel us, and you talked about, you know, the candida earlier, and that is such a way to just have the energy be so scattered in our field, and we all have these things to address, but um, it's so interesting how all of the physical, the common physical symptoms that have been created by these companies and the foods and the frequencies emitted from the television, et cetera, how they target candida and create candida. But yet when you go to the doctor and say, Oh, I've got candida. They're like, no, that, that doesn't mean anything. That makes no sense. That's not a thing. Right. And so it's like the medical system like was purposefully created to like downplay all of these what are very common chronic things that if we don't address them will really impact our frequency and our vibration and like all these different things. Right. So it's interesting. And I, I just think it's so important for us to like give ourselves permission to explore these things and to, to take our time with it because it can get overwhelming, but to understand that like the more courage and bravery you have to, deal with the physical, deal with the ego, deal with the candida, deal with your hormones, deal with emotional eating. It's all just brings you to this deeper connection with yourself. And you realize, wow, my body is resilient. My body can heal, right? I've just been in the way by accident. I didn't know we were, we're taught that as you age, like you just decline, like all the conditioning, right? But our bodies are always trying to heal and they're so resilient and so powerful. We're just getting in the way.
0: Ain't that the truth? Yeah, and with what's going on, I think it's important to make sure you're drinking good quality water. Make sure you're doing parasite flushes. You're doing candida cleanses. You're clearing out the muck. You're you know you're you can do like coffee enemas, and of course we're not doctors here, but there are t- things that you can use. Mm-hmm. And do to clean out your system to rehydrate your organs um, I know for me I've been really devoted again on drinking my celery juice first thing in the morning and making sure I also have my like my hot water with lemon and ginger when I start my day mm-hmm. and those those little things can help hydrate from within mm-hmm. and nourish from within and like I said you know I've been going through an array of of medical issues for, especially since, you know, the lightning accident and pieces like that. But after losing my memory in March and, you know, going through all these tests and things and they're being like, oh, you're healthy. Everything's Mm -hmm. fine. And I'm like, "Uh, then where's my memory? Mm -hmm. You know, I know I've tapped into something bigger and there's a deeper thing happening that my body is so in tune with. And she wants me to hear what's going on. How can I step up and what it will take for me to accelerate and to share my message, my voice Mm -hmm. further? How can I slow down so that I'm showing up with my, with my game face on every day? How can I speak up, lead, teach Mm -hmm. and, Inspire other people to shake shit up in their own lives, whether it be through their business, whether it be through their relationships, whether it be through their everyday interactions. And it's really, it's really fun <laughs> when I go out <laughs> into the default world and people are talking to me, to me about like how sick they got and from certain injections. Mm. Let's we'll keep it at that. And then they, want a response from me and I have none. Mm-hmm. I don't need yeah. to, there's no badge of honor here other than I'm choosing to be in my own medical sovereignty of what's going on. That's my badge of honor. And that's also part of the test. I knew 2021 was going to be the year of disclosure. I said that, I was like one of the last, like IG TVs I did <laughs> in December said, mark my word, 2021 will be the year of disclosure. And it's a blessing. And it's important to connect with community that sees it the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to create this space. This, this is why I'm very discerning on who I bring on as a guest. This is why I get I get emails every day of like, oh, I've got a guest for you. And I'm like, I don't resonate with this person mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't. I don't. No, thank you. And that's yeah. fine. We have the choices of who we get to surround ourselves with, and I'm grateful that Amber, you're. I feel like you're like on a mission with me, <laughs> yeah, in a way, and that feels really good to know that because I'm giving myself permission to speak my truth, I am magnetizing people my way that are also speaking and living their truth, and this is how we are going to implement and, and realize the real shifts.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I feel the same way. And it is so refreshing to connect with other women who get it and who are working on their their own stuff, but you know, really on the same page. And I think it's so important that we really, really, really have gratitude for the connections and, and the communities that are being created
0: from this, because it is, so nice to have it
1: at this point
0: yeah it's just again I keep saying the lone wolf days are over and Mm -hmm. you don't and I think many of us like grew up very isolated and alone Mm -hmm. and that's why we had um, emotional eating issues in the past because that was our comfort and that's it's if it's triggering the parts of the brain that make you feel like supported and seen and safe in a way of course and the majority of us that are like, I don't know, I'm just speaking from my own experience, but the the women I've been connecting to lately all have very similar journeys and are more aware of their empathic gifts, are more discerning and are leading the way. So I thank you for being one of them. And um, like I said, it's just really refreshing to hear more and more people do it because it's like okay, we, it's like confirmation, like we really are winning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And thank you for doing what you're doing too. It's so important. And it is, it's, it is just proof that the good is, is happening. It just takes time to materialize into the
0: physical. It takes time to acclimate, you know? Yeah. And if we're on these accelerated timelines where we're like seeing ahead, it's going to take longer for majority of the world to catch up because there could still be a lot of the miasma and the gunk and the um, Mm -hmm. deceit and the layers, calcified, calcified pineal glands, what have you. Um, So that's where the patience comes through. And while you're being patient, stay optimistic. And while you're being patient, continue to nourish yourself. And while you're being patient, be compassionate because we're all navigating through this journey on our own divine time Mm -hmm. and make, and even though time is your most precious resource, because it's the only limited resource we really have. How are you choosing to make the most of it? Yeah. And we can use this time here on earth to implement the change and we can make the most of it by speaking up by with conviction by sharing our truth, by sharing our stories, by sharing our research, mm-hmm. by sharing what we've learned, our experiences, our trials, our errors through vulnerability and through yeah. r- authentic realness. And that's, again, like the beacon of hope and where my faith is for humanity. And to wrap it up, I just want to ask a quick little lightning round questions. This has been a really, really powerful and beautiful conversation. Just, I'm always sad when the when the good ones have to come to <laughs> an end, but I'm pray, I'm grateful for what has been. What would you say to younger Amber? Oh, I would say, don't let the small
1: stuff. Don't let what anyone says impact you or question make you question who you are and you're gonna have a freaking kick-ass life so get ready for the
0: ride <laughs> I love it <sighs> what animal totem has been guiding you lately definitely the bear
1: I think it's maybe got something to do with like the what is the gentle
0: yet like majestic fierce you guys <laughs> mm, a lot of gentle that. heart mm. definitely what does sovereignty mean to you it means claiming my freedom and and saying
1: like it's up to me it's not up to you it's up to me um and i think that that is just everything it just it, it, dis, it disconnects me from the matrix
0: mm. the illusion. hell yeah and where can we find more of you yeah. So you
1: can find me on my website at amberproof.ca. Uh, I have my story there and an emotional eating quiz that people can take if they wonder if they are struggling. Um, if anyone is like, oh my gosh, like I really want to, you know, claim this food and body freedom. I offer a 30 minute complimentary call to connect and chat. Um, And then my podcast is called the No Sugar Coating Podcast, which of course we will be sharing your episode as well, which I'm pumped about. Um, And I'm on Instagram and it's my name, Amber Romaniuk, R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K.
0: Amazing. And what last little nugget of wisdom would you want to be sharing? Uh,
1: I just think that it's so important if you're
0: in this
1: struggle, try not to be embarrassed, try not to feel shame. It's all happening for a reason everyone is worthy to gain this freedom, optimal health connection with self. It's just, we're all meant to do it us at a certain time and for it to take the time that it needs to take. So allow that on your journey, don't give up on yourself, champion yourself. You will get there. If I can do it, you can do it. Everyone is worthy.
0: Here for it. Thank you, Amber, so much for going there with me today. And in that space when I'm like crying and being emotional and feeling that for the collective because this is this is what we're transmuting and really alchemizing right now and together and within ourselves so I want to thank you all for tuning in and we'll be seeing more of you soon take care so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the sovereign society podcast to keep this conversation flowing i invite you to join us over at the sovereign society private facebook group and to follow us over at sovereign society podcast on instagram If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because we've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.